This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Hey, we are in a series called 123, and uh, we started this series with the thought in mind that we wanted to change lives before the new year. We wanted to get a head start and not wait to the first of the year to make these goals and these promises to ourselves that, how many of you know, typically never work out, okay? And so we wanted to get a head start and go, we have 123 days, so the year is done, and uh, we want to see God change lives. And so this week, early in the week, the Lord started speaking to me about this idea of the power of agreement. Look at your neighbor and say, the power of agreement. Ready, go. There we go. Power of agreement. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 30 says this. How could one person change a thousand of them and two people put 10,000 to flight? Now, I'm decent at math. Any math majors in the house? You're good. Thank you. I love it. Okay, math. Okay, I'm decent at math. Okay, now Michael's taking like pre-algebra and algebra, and I'm just like, don't even talk to me, okay? Like, I have no, no understanding on that end at all. But in my simple math mind, when I think about the Bible saying, if we put two together, two can chase 10,000, put 10,000 to flight, that just doesn't make sense, okay? But the reality is this, in God's kingdom, math never makes sense. Okay, like God's kingdom isn't our kingdom, and God's math isn't our math. It's like new math. I don't know if your kids have experienced new math, okay, or if you've experienced new math. None of it makes sense, okay? I mean, you're just like two plus two equals four always, and they're like, well, we could actually do it a different way and get four. I'm like, no, it's just it's just two plus two, okay? So, but God's God's economy and God's kingdom is kind of like new math, okay? It doesn't make sense in our earthly minds, okay? Now, we always apply this verse to two people, two people coming together and doing extraordinarily great things for the kingdom of God. Like my life, I am super blessed to have my wife, Jess, okay? I really am. I'm not, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a pastor and I have to say that. I'm incredibly blessed. She does an amazing job with our children. She does an amazing job with our worship team. She does an amazing job taking care of uh, the women in our church. She does an amazing job of loving people. She does an amazing job of loving me well, which is hard, okay? Let's just, let's just be honest, okay? None of you want to be married to me, I promise you, okay? Listen. She is the right person for my life. And without her, I would be missing a huge part of what God wanted to do in my life. And I wouldn't be able to accomplish all that God has in store for me. So when we read this verse, we see this verse and we go, yeah, when we put two people together, they unify together, they come together under God's great plan, they do great things for him. And I totally get that. But when I was reading this verse the other day, the Lord said this, it starts with me first. It starts with me first. It starts with you coming into an agreement with me and us working together in tandem. Can I get an amen? Okay. 
So often, we want to do our thing and then just kind of tag God into certain moments. It's like a tag team match, okay? Like, um, there, there was wrestling on on last Friday night. It was like, is it WWE? I don't, I don't know what it is. It's on Fox, though. And I recorded it, and I was just like an eight-year-old kid again. You know what I mean? I was just like, uh, the Rock came out, Stone Cold Steve Austin came out, and I was like, yes, in Jesus' name. Like, this is what I need. I just need my brain to shut off. I, need, I just need to see men sweaty, fighting each other, you know what I mean, barking at each other. But you know what I love? I love a great tag team match. There is nothing like a tag team match. But the reality is this. That's not what God wants for your life. Make sense? Like, so many of us think of God, like, in hard times, like, hey, God, I'm going to tag you in in this moment. You know, like, hey, God, there's some things I don't understand, and so I'm going to tag you in in this moment. And God's like, no, 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 no. I want to be a part of your life always, and I want to come into agreement with your whole entire life. God said this to me. He said, I think many people wonder why. And the question is this, why do I feel like my prayers aren't being answered? Or why do I feel like I'm stuck? Have you ever gotten stuck in the snow before? And your wheels are just spinning and spinning. You're like, man, I just have no idea how we're going to get out of this moment, okay? I think a lot of us feel this way with God. A lot of us feel like I'm praying for things and I'm not seeing the answer. Or I'm you know, seeking after God, but I feel like stuck in my relationship. And so today we're going to talk about that because I really believe that the word of God has answers for us getting unstuck and getting moving into all that God has in store for us. And really it comes down to what? Agreement with God. Okay, so go with me to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Verse 28 says this, are you weary? Anybody weary? Yeah? A bunch of liars. <laughs> liars. It says, are you weary? Carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I'll refresh your life. I am your oasis. Verse 29. Simply join your life with mine. Lean on my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. Can we get an amen for that? That God is easy to please. It is not hard to please God. So many of us, I think we are thinking it is so hard to make God happy, that we have to work so hard to please him so that he could, you know, just hear one of our prayers and just work a little bit. So he's easy so please, you will find refreshment and rest in me. Verse 30. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Another translation, NLT translation, verse 30 says this. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Point number one is this. Are you weary? Are you carrying heavy burdens? Um, I went to the internet because I wanted to find out what are the most stressful things, the most 
stressful moments, the heaviest burdens that we could carry in our life. And I came across this study, and, and this study gave me 10 things that are burdensome, heavy to carry. And I want to believe, I really believe this, that every single one of us in this room could probably find ourselves somewhere in this category today. And this isn't my, my list. This is a national list. Number one is this, raising kids. Can I get an amen from all the parents? Raising children, okay? Listen. We're going to speak life over those children. We are not going to speak death over them. Those are some tough days in Jesus' name, but they're good days. Second one is this, traumatic events, things that happened in our past when we were growing up. Maybe some word that was spoken over us. Maybe it was a uh, moment that should have never happened with a family member or something. There's traumatic events that we have growing up and that we have to carry with us for the rest of our life. Number three uh, is a divorce. Divorce is always hard, and it's hard to get past, and it's hard to move past. And, you know, I'll be honest, when I counsel with people, I always tell people, I said, if you want to get a divorce, that's your choice. But it's like, it's like if you took two boards and you you know, liquid nailed those two boards together and it was stuck together for like 10 years and now you want a divorce and now you got to rip those two boards apart and all of a sudden there's chunks of each board in each one of those from, from when you ripped them apart. Look, divorce is tough, it's hard, it's messy, it, it's very stressful. Number four uh, thing was this, is debt and financial problems. Debt and financial problems. I don't know if you've ever had financial problems but I know I have, and they are not fun. Debt is not fun. It is stressful. It is tough. Number five is this, relationships with family, neighbors, social media. Can I get an amen on that one? Anybody got some drama with some family members, some neighbors, some stuff going on? Listen, we have a neighborhood uh, Facebook. It is from hell, okay? It is... It is from the devil, okay? I can't believe the things people write on this thing. This is, this is why I don't talk to anybody in our neighborhood. I literally talk to nobody because I'm just like, I don't want people writing terrible things about me on the, on the you know, neighborhood Facebook, okay? Number six is this, death of a close family member or a friend. I understand this completely. Gone through it many times. Number seven is this, a major uh, illness or sickness, a uh, pain in your body can be very burdensome, very stressful to carry around. Number eight is this, marital, marriage problems. That is tough. I totally understand that. Me and Jess have gone through that. Uh, number nine is your job, your relationship with your boss or your career. It can be very uh, time-consuming, very stressful. And the last one, number 10, is this, the future, retirement. Marriage after kids, will I be successful in my future? So if we're honest, we probably find ourselves in one of these numbers today. Stressful, burdensome, heavy. And what does Jesus say? Jesus says this, come to me. Come to me, with your stress, your burden, your worries, your cares, your pain. He says, come to me. And then what does he say? I will refresh your life. 
I listened to this radio station from Chicago. It's called 670 The Score. They talk about the Bears like 24-7. Yes, I have an addiction, and I need help, okay? I promise you, okay? And so the other day, I'm listening to it, and it, last Sunday was a bad Sunday, okay? And this was the worst part. Like, I, I had a busy Sunday afternoon, and so I recorded a game, and I was going home to re- watch the game, and I was driving up our street, and I saw Christina, okay? I don't know where Christina Wesley is right now, but I love her. She's somewhere in this building. But she looked at me as I drove by, and she did this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like. Yeah, you, okay? I saw, I saw Christina's face. She knew, she knew the Bears lost last Sunday. And she gave me that look. <laughs> and I drove past, and I knew in my heart, I was like, today's a bad day. And I went home, and I watched about 10 minutes of the game, and I was like, yup, this is a bad day. It's a bad day for the Bears. It is a bad day for Pastor Jeff, okay? And so, Last week, I'm listening to sports talk and Chicago sports talk. I mean, you're talking about, like, I'm a homer. Listen, I mean, when we beat the Vikings, we're going to the Super Bowl. When we lose to the Raiders, you know, I mean, it's just like we might as well burn the whole team to the ground. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a so roller coaster, okay? And this is Chicago sports radio. So I'm listening to it the other day, and there's these commercials, and I listen to it through this radio.com app, okay? And they'll have these commercials, like, there's this commercial called uh, Cars for Kids, uh, and it's like Cars for Kids, you know, la, 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 la. And so there's these commercials, and there's like four commercials in a row. And so I hear the four commercials, and then they don't come back. And I heard the four commercials again, and then it didn't come back. And then I heard the four commercials again, and it didn't come back. And then I heard the four commercials again. Now this is the fourth time they didn't come back. Then I heard the four commercials again. It was the fifth time they didn't come back. And at this point, I'm just like, Man, I'm riding this out. I don't know how deep this rabbit hole is, but I'm, I'm in it, okay? Boomer Esiason is on the other end of this commercial, and I want to know what Boomer is saying about the Bears, okay? So I'm going to ride this out six times, seven times, eight times. I'm like, yeah, I do need to worry about my retirement. You know, there's this, like, you know, this commercial. Eight times, nine times, I'm counting at this point. Ten times, it's been 20 minutes at this point, okay? All right, ten to the 11th time. Finally, I was like, there's something wrong. Like, something's wrong. So I, like, cleared my app and turned my app back on, and there it was, like, Boomer Esiason. What happened? Something got stuck. Something got stuck. Got stuck on repeat. See, this is what happens in our life. We have these worries, we have these cares, we have these burdens, and then we get stuck on a repeated cycle. A cycle of what? How we grew up, how we saw our family deal with stress, how we saw our parents deal with money, how we saw our family handle really heavy, burdensome moments, and maybe they didn't handle it right. Maybe your family did. Good for you, but my family wasn't always like that. I remember, I remember my aunt and uncle, like, getting into a pretty heated argument, and my aunt was like, I'm going to a hotel for a couple nights, you know, and we were like, woohoo, mom's gone, you know, like, hey, the house is ours, all the men, you know. Well, you know, it's cool when you're 11, you know what I mean, and you're like, we're going to eat donuts for the next 48 hours, you know what I mean, because nobody knows how to cook, you know. So 
it's cool when you're 11, but it's not cool when you're 28 and you're in a heated argument and you just want to run, right? Because that's what you saw. So you were taught. We don't really just handle our situations. Well, we just kind of run from each other, and then hopefully we cool off, and maybe we'll be okay in 24 hours or 48 hours. Get stuck and repeat. Or maybe you get stuck in knowing only a little bit of truth. Maybe you only have a little bit of understanding about finances. Maybe you only have a little bit of understanding about raising kids. Raising kids is tough. You're just doing what you know. You're just doing what you know to do best. Or maybe you're stuck on repeat on strongholds in your mind that the enemy has put there, lies that the enemy has put there, and your mind is stuck on these strongholds. But the Lord said this, come to me. Come to me, and I'll refresh. I'll refresh what is stuck. I'll refresh what's on repeat. Because the reality is this, we all know this and we all understand this, that if we just keep doing the same thing, nothing's going to change. Our marriage isn't going to change. Our stress isn't going to change. Our burden isn't going to change. Our pain isn't going to change. God goes, I need to refresh it. Point number two is this. It says this, simply join your life with mine. Point number two. Jesus said, simply join your life with mine. He gave us this picture in uh, the NLT, in, and he said, come yoke yourself to me. Now, a lot of us, I don't think we really understand this, this idea of a yoke. So put up that picture of a yoke, okay? So this is a yoke, okay? Um, somehow, I was given one of these when I got married. That, that I don't, do you know where it is, Jess? It's in, it has like, it has like a plaque on it and everything. It's, it's cool. I couldn't find it. I would have brought it, okay? But this is yoke. Now show the next picture. This is, this is what happens. They will yoke two animals together. I know you're all like, oh, no, it's, it's good. Okay, the animals are fine. Okay, they're not dying, okay? We don't need to call PETA, okay? Everything's, everything's all right, right? All right, let me tell you the purpose of a yoke, okay? A yoke is a wooden frame which two animals, such as oxen, are coupled at the neck for the purpose of pulling a heavy load. So Jesus says what? Come yoke yourself to me. Why? Because we have heavy loads. We have heavy burdens. We have deep stuff. It goes on to say this. Two animals work side by side in order to carry one load that can't be done alone. If the load was not heavy, a yoke wouldn't be needed. Isn't that interesting? So Jesus is saying, listen, if this life wasn't heavy and it wasn't full of burdens and it wasn't full of stress, you wouldn't need a yoke, but you need a yoke and you need to yoke yourself to me. It says this, a yoke make it, makes it impossible to be independent. Typically, a young, untrained ox is paired with an older trained ox and the younger learns from the older. Incredible, huh? We can learn a lot from nature. Jesus is saying, listen, I'm seasoned. I understand your worries. I understand your burdens. I understand all the little nuances of your day-to-day life. I understand your job. 
and yoke yourself to me. I'm stronger than you are. I'm more seasoned than you are. I have wisdom through the Holy Spirit. Can we just talk about the Holy Spirit for a second? Okay. Listen, we are about to talk about the Holy Spirit in a couple weeks, and I am so excited about it. I'm so excited. There's a bunch of you that really don't even understand the Holy Spirit, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. You don't understand the gift of speaking in tongues and why we speak in tongues and why there's a purpose for it. Man, it's all to bless your life. It's not to be weird or awkward or kooky or any of those things, okay? The Holy Spirit is there to direct your life. Okay, so Jesus is saying, listen, yoke yourself to me, yoke yourself to the Holy Spirit so that I can give you infinite wisdom about the future, about things that are coming, give you wisdom on your marriage, your finances, your kids, your job, your all these stressful burden things. Okay, it goes on to say this. Okay, a trained ox can pull 5,000 pounds. An untrained ox can pull 2,000 pounds. But if you put them together, they can pull 10,000 pounds. Remember that math? That God math that doesn't make sense? But it goes on to say this. Over time, an untrained ox becomes trained, and the two begin to walk in step together. Woo! It's powerful. And then it says this, that they are able to pull 15,000 pounds. So what is Jesus saying? He's saying, come, get yoked with me, and I know for a while you're not going to be in step, and it's going to be a little awkward, and it's going to be an awkward dance, and you're going to have to get the rhythm and the timing, and you're going to have to learn my ways. You're going to have to learn how I do things. But over time, you're going to get lockstep in step with me, and we're going to walk together, and you're going to be able to do more with me than you could ever ever do on your own. Let me give you an example of this. Matt, if you'll come up, you grab that real quick. It's kind of like this in life. Now, I'm going to pull this out. It is not a credit card. It is a debit card. We do not do credit cards. Okay? Let me put this right here. Matt is Jesus. Can we give it up for Jesus? Good look. It's a good-looking Jesus right here, okay? Zach, Zach said last night, if Matt wasn't a pastor, he could be a movie star. What do we think about that? Movie star Matt? Yeah? Okay, so wrap that around your wrist a few times. Okay. And then... gosh, my hand's stuck. Here we go. Okay. So God's desire is this, for us to be yoked together. Okay, you stay, you just stay there, okay? You're Jesus, okay? Ah, yeah, ah, Jesus, okay? So I'm tethered to Jesus, okay? So in life, we have these moments where we go, you know what, I really want more. Can I get an amen for more? Who doesn't want more? If, if, yeah, yeah, come on. Can we clap for more? Okay? Listen, my desire is for every one of you in this church to be beyond blessed, that you are so blessed, that you are blessed to be a blessing. 
That is, I promise you. I, I deeply desire that for you. I deeply desire that for Elevate Church. I love, I love when people come to me and go, hey, can we support this? I got a call the other day uh, about supporting the, pr- the pregnancy center and supporting life. And they said, hey, can you sponsor a table? It's going to be like $800. I said, yes, in Jesus' name. We are blessed. Elevate Church should be a blessing in Jesus' name. I love it. I love supporting things. And that's our desire. So God goes, listen, I want you to have more. Okay? I want you to understand this. God desires for you to be blessed and have the best. Because here, I need you to understand this. If you're not blessed, how can he get blessing to other people? Did you get that? If you're not personally blessed, how can we bless missionaries? It's this this idea. Like, people talk to me about this all the time. They're always like, they're like, man, God is going to just pounce on America. I'm like, no, he's not. You want to know why? Because America is the number one supporter of the word of God throughout the world. America is the number one supporter of missions around the world. But it's not America. Who is it? It's you. It's us. Amen? So if we're not blessed, how are we supposed to support missionaries? If we're not blessed, how are we supposed to adopt babies? Can I get an amen? There's some of you out there who are supposed to adopt babies. I I believe it. You're a godly home full of the Holy Spirit. Why wouldn't God want you to adopt babies? Why wouldn't God want you to raise up children for the glory of his God, for the glory of him? Amen? If you're not blessed, how can you help somebody else that's in need? So God desires for you to be blessed, but he desires for you to be blessed in his timing and his ways. Okay? But here's the problem. We get saved, and we get yoked to Jesus, okay? We're like, man, I really need Jesus. I can't do this thing on my own anymore. I need Jesus' help. So we yoke ourselves to Jesus, okay? All right? But then we go, man, I really desire this. And that could be a trip. That could be something new you want in your closet. That could be a new car. That could be anything in this life. And we go, you know what? I really, really, really want this. I work really, really hard. I really, really deserve this. And my family deserves this. And we should be able to have this. But we don't have the money for it. So you know what? I'm going to go and do what? I'm going to get a credit card. And say there. And you're like, hey, that hurts. Right? You're like, hey. I'm going to go get that credit card because I really need to look more like you, Jesus. You know what I mean? You know, I really need to come to church looking swagged out. You know what I mean? And so you're like, I'm going to go get that credit card. And you're like, hey, what is going on, Jesus? Don't you want me blessed? Don't you want me having the best, God? Right? And so it hurts. you got to understand, 
The moment it hurts following Jesus, you know this. Jesus is going one way, and you're going a different way. The yoke doesn't hurt. Does that make sense? This is why Jesus said, what I ask you to do is going to be pleasant. So Jesus goes, hey, homie, uh, I need you to chill for a second. I need you to tithe, and I need you to put your finances first to me, and I need you to get out of debt. Because when you're in debt, you're a slave to who you're in debt to, and that's not my best for you. And we go, I know, I know, but I really, really want that. Right? You know what eventually happens? Jesus goes, okay, that's fine. Here, undo me. He goes, that's fine. Go get it. And we go get it. See, this is what's interesting about Jesus. Jesus will not force himself on you. He's not going to force you to be in agreement with him. He knows it works. I know it works. I know the word of God, and I've watched it in hundreds and hundreds of lives. I don't care if it's marriage. I don't care if it's money. I don't care if it's children. I don't care what your burden is. There is an answer in the word of God, and there is truth in the word of God. And if you apply that truth and you apply the word of God to your life, it will work a hundred times out of a hundred times. But Jesus goes, I am not going to force you to be in agreement with me. But you came to me, and you wanted agreement. So if you want agreement, I will lead you and teach you and show you how to live the blessed life that I have. Amen? Because let's just be real. We all do this thing where we're like, man, you know what? If I just get that raise, then I'll tithe. If I just get a little bit more, then I'll give. And Jesus goes, no, 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 you don't, you don't understand this. This is why we start with our kids. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've had this conversation with our boys. I can't tell you how many times I've laid out a bunch of cash on the table and said, listen, this is God's money. This isn't the workmaster money. This is God's. Why? Because I want them from a young age to yoke themselves to the promises and the nature and the character and the goodness of God so that there's never a day in Michael Workmeister's life that he's not living the blessed life. Ever. Because he understood it from the time he was 10. From the time we gave him $5 for doing some chores at the house. Amen? This is God's first. But it works in any scenario in our life. There's great power in agreement when we are yoked with Jesus. Thanks, bud. My last point today is this. Wes, you can come on up. Point number three is this. It works. John chapter 6, verse 5 through 11, it says this. Jesus saw a huge crowd of people coming, looking for him. Turning to Philip, he asked him, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Verse 6. He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Verse 7, Philip replied to him, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. This is, God, this, is, this is the conversation we have with God all the time. 
Even if I did apply the word of God to my marriage, God, you don't understand the hurt and the pain that I've gone through. And how could I be the first one to step out in faith and honor my spouse the way I should? It's just too painful. His response to Jesus shows our hearts with the Lord all the time. I want to be in agreement, but God, I don't I really understand how this is all going to happen, how it's all going to, going to work out. Verse 8, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother spoke up. He said, there's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? You ever had a moment like that, like you're at work and there's a problem and you speak up and you're like, hey, how about this? And as you're speaking, you're like, oh, that's not going to work at all. (laughs) That that was a, why did I ever even open my mouth? He's having one of these moments like, hey, there's a young boy here with uh, some bread and some fish. And then he's he's like, man, there's a lot of people here. What are we going to do with that? Verse 10, tell everybody to sit down, Jesus said. So he sat down on the grassy slope. The men outnumbered about 5,000. And you got to understand biblical counting with men. When they're saying men, that means men, women, and children, because God sees you as a couple. He sees you as one. Okay, so when he sees John and Becky, he doesn't see just Becky. He doesn't see just John. He sees them as a unit. Amen? And he wants this unit to be in agreement with heaven. Amen? So there's 5,000, but there's really more than 5,000. Verse 11. Jesus took the loaves and he gave it to God and he distributed them to the people. Afterwards, afterwards, uh, took the loaves and he gave them to God and distributed among the people. It says this. Afterwards, they did the same with the fish. And they ate as much as they wanted to. Let me say this today. God doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care if you're rich or you're poor. God doesn't care uh, your family you came from. God doesn't care your background that you grew up in. God doesn't care if you think you're a good person or you're a bad person. God doesn't care. All God needed was what? Somebody to come into agreement with him. That's it. Jesus was able to feed 15,000 plus with what? One boy. It was his lunch. He could have said, you know what? This is my lunch. My mom packed me this food. She packed me that bread. She packed me these fish. I'm not sharing it with anybody. But one boy, one boy said, you know what? I'll step out in faith. I'll agree with you, Jesus. I'll come into agreement with heaven. I'll come into agreement with what God wants to do. Here's my bread. Here's my fish. And then Jesus does this whole thing again, the new math thing, right? The new math thing where we go, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. How does that work? And God goes, it's a power of agreement. It's a power of agreement. It's when Jesus says, to agree on anything, it shall be done for you. 
Why do you think we pray for each other? Why do you think we come into agreement with each other? Because we go, you know what? God's, God's desiring healing. It's in heaven. We come together. We unify in agreement, and we get God's best. Amen? So I want you to write down a couple of things this morning, okay? Question number one that you need to ask God this week. Question number one is this, okay? Question number one is this. Holy Spirit, reveal the places in my life that I'm not in agreement. Right? Holy Spirit, reveal the places in my life that I'm not in agreement with the Word of God. Just reveal those things. That's the Holy Spirit's job, and he's not going to do it meanly. He's not going to be frustrated at you. He's going to be really gentle and really kind, and he's just going to go, hey, this is, this is where it's at. The second question is this. How fast can I get into agreement? I remember when I met uh, Taka, he was the guy that discipled me. He said, listen, you can go as fast as you want with God, or you can go as slow as you want with God. It's up to you. However, however you want to do it. So you can get into agreement with God really fast and see God's favor and blessing and, and things just roll really quick, or you can continue to be real slow about it. And then there's three prayers I want you to pray. The first prayer is this. Ask God to forgive you for areas that you are not in agreement, but you are in disagreement. You know? Sometimes you're like, why, 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 didn't, why wasn't I forgiven? Or why, why didn't I feel that grace? And God's going, listen, if, if you would forgive that person I want you to forgive, then we can get things moving. But you're in disagreement with me. Get into agreement with the word of God. Second thing is this, ask God to reveal this to your family also. Listen, Jess has very different views than me, and I have very different views than Jess. And sometimes God will reveal something to Jess, and what does she need? She needs the Holy Spirit to reveal it to me. She called me the other day. She was like, hey, there's some things going on in our home and we just need to take authority over it, and there's some things that need to change in our home. And she was speaking it to me, and at that moment, I just wasn't there. I just wasn't, if I'm being honest. I wasn't there. And then about two days later, I was in my prayer time, and the Holy Spirit started saying the exact same things that he spoke to her to me. It's not your job to convince your spouse. It's the Holy Spirit's job. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convince your family. So you pray, Lord, you show them too. If you're showing me this, then you show them this also, okay? The third thing is this. Ask God to help you walk in agreement, right? He said, I'll make it easy. I'll make it easy. I'll make it easy. If you'll commit to the agreement of the word of God, I'll make it easy for you. Amen? I want to pray for you this morning. <clears throat> Father, we love you. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the power of agreement. We thank you, Lord, that your desire is to bless us and to favor us. And so, Lord, we release your blessing. We release your favor. We release your grace, your goodness upon your people. Father, I ask for an increase of grace and an increase of the power 
of the Holy Spirit. Lord, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples and they worked in a new grace and a new power. And I pray that your Holy Spirit power would empower, would strengthen your people to walk in agreement. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would reveal your heart and desires for agreement. Let's hear the Lord saying, there is great blessing. Hmm. The Lord says, there is great blessing coming for hearts that are going to come into agreement with me. Things that were hard, burdens that were heavy, will become light. Hmm. Hmm. It will get easier. The Lord said, I'll give wisdom for raising kids. I'll give wisdom how to handle a coworker at work. I'll give wisdom. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for an abundance of grace, favor, blessing, increase. Love you. Love you. We thank you, God, for your great blessing and wisdom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And open up your eyes. You know, the Lord told me this week, He said, this is the key. This is the key. This is the key. Agreement's the key. Agreement's the key. Agreement's the key. Agreement's the key. Agreement with God. Agreement with the Holy Spirit. Agreement. I know this. I know this, that when me and Jess get into agreement, it is blessing. It is favor. It is increase. It is the goodness of God leading us. Amen? That's what God desires. That's what we desire for your life. Amen? Can we give it up for the Word of God? Isn't the Word of God just so good and so rich? Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.